You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Mike Heck here with MMAfighting.com reacting to the big news of the day. According to UFC President Dana White, UFC 249 has a new main event for April 18th. Tony Ferguson will now face Justin Gaethje for the UFC interim lightweight title. It's interesting to note Dana White still would not reveal where this event will take place on April 18th. He just said it would happen, quote, somewhere on Earth. And this has been a roller coaster ride, to say the least, to put this event together as a global pandemic is going on right now. Last week, Habib Nurmagomedov seemed to say that he was out of the fight with Tony Ferguson. Then a day or two later, he tells ESPN that, you know, if they send the location quick enough, he may not be completely out of the fight. But on Sunday night, Dana White replies to a Twitter account that was trolling ESPN's Ariel Hawani, putting out some false information about the fight card. And White was, was perceived to have taken the bait. And he confirmed that Nurmagomedov was out of the fight. And that today, on this Monday, April 6, 2020, he would announce the entire card for UFC 249. So far, the main event is the only fight that has been made official for UFC 249 2.0. There's a lot of moving parts here, but let's check in with my colleagues over at MMAfighting.com, Stephen Morocco and Alex K. Lee, to get their reaction to the big news of the day. All right, as we're being joined by my colleagues here at MMAfighting.com, we have Deputy Editor Stephen Morocco and Alex K. Lee. Alex, I don't know how you felt, but when we found out it was almost completely unlikely that Habib Nurmagomedov would not be fighting Tony Ferguson, I thought... That was it. Like, this has to be the last straw on UFC 249. Turns out that was not the case. Now, 12 days before this event is scheduled to happen, Justin Gaethje is in to face Tony Ferguson. So your thoughts on this event now that it's official? Well, uh, before we jump down Dana White and the UFC's throat for their continued insistence on making all this happen, despite what you just said, the fact that losing that original main event no one would have blamed Dana White or the UFC if they said, you know what, that's the last straw. Let's put this event off. We're not going to hold this as scheduled. No one would have blamed them. But Dana White has dug his heels in so deeply uh, that he had to find – I guess he feels he had to find a way to keep this together. He certainly found a way to do so. Like you said, we've got this new interim UFC lightweight championship bout between Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje, which – if we somehow ignore everything else that's going on in the world and all the you know relevant news that we've all been covering, it's an amazing fight on paper. Okay, I, I don't think anyone's going to argue that. If you told me, do I want to see Tony Ferguson fight Justin Gaethje? Of course, of course. It, it, two of the most exciting fighters, two of the most skilled fighters, two top five contenders. Uh, but I, I do hope people realize you are not getting you know the the best version of these guys that you could get. You know they're both so skilled and so tough. Of course, you could call them in on. If you threw them in, you know, in a sparring session, if you gave them two hours notice and said, go fight, you're going to get a great fight. But I hope people know that they could be getting so much better. Uh, so there's certainly reason to celebrate this announcement, but there's also plenty of reason to be skeptical and somewhat wary uh, of the fact that, yes, this is still all going down on April 18th. Steven, we touched on this last week. I feel like we're doing these news updates a lot more frequently than I expected to do these. But we talked about how risky this fight could be for Tony Ferguson with everything going on about trying to book a potential matchup with Habib down the road. What about for Justin Gaethje? I mean, this is a guy who came into the UFC from World Series of Fighting with a lot of hype. He beats Michael Johnson. He took a lot of damage in that fight. And then he gets finished by Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier. And now he's on this 
big surge. He's rattled off three big finishes, finished James Vick, finished Edson Barboza, and then he finished Don Cerrone. This guy was linked to a fight with Conor McGregor later on this summer. So how do you look at this from the Justin Gaethje side of things, being in the position that he's put himself in over the last 18 months, two years or so? I think it allows him to be the hero, uh, to come in and be the hero once again. Um, I think that we, Justin Gaethje has established himself as a guy um, where wins and losses don't necessarily count as much as they do for other fighters. He's entertaining at all at all times. He's he's basically dynamite in a can. So if Justin Gagey goes out and, and loses to Tony Ferguson, I don't think this ne that necessarily precludes him from getting another title shot in the future. Um, this just allows him to go in, look like the hero, do the UFC a solid, and that pays off in the long run. Alex, in terms of how the rest of this fight card will come together, what in your mind will sort of be you know, the formula you use to put it all together? Like, do you see it being, you know, UFC 249 being a full fight card? How do you see the deck sort of being shuffled up here? Man, I, I would be shocked if they're able to keep it as it is. Uh, I think, and I think, uh, you know, we've heard rumblings that the various fights could be moved to, to some of the later events they have on, assuming that they find venues uh, for that. But again, a lot of that is still in the air. Again, we have this mystery location that apparently Dana White has found, Dana White in the UFC has found, uh, which presumably could be used to host some of these other events. But uh, we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, you know, I mean, we've heard talks, you know, uh, Nganu and uh, Rosenstruck, I think they've both said they'd be happy to jump on the 249 card. Uh, so that could happen. Uh, we have guys who are now looking for new opponents. We have uh, like uh, uh, Alexander Hernandez was supposed to fight Islam Makachev and that that got changed. And then Bilal Muhammad was supposed to fight Lyman Good. Lyman Good is now out. So there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of fighters who probably still want to fight. Uh, and and if they can get new opponents on late notice, I'm sure they'd be happy to sign on the dotted line. Again, whether that's wise or not, I don't know. But uh, like, yes, we'll see some of it on the 18th. Uh, and then there's events on the 25th, I think May 2nd. So there's other events coming up. And some of these guys who were supposed to fight on the, on, uh, the 18th are still going to fight soon, uh, assuming that this mystery location holds up. Again, which we don't know the details for yet. And to add that, it's, it's important to note that the only fight that was officially canceled in terms of the UFC, it was the main event between Tony Ferguson mm -hmm. and Habib Nurmagomedov. Obviously, that's been fixed. There have been reports coming out. We reported that Lyman Good has been scratched. Um, but the UFC hasn't actually come out and said that. Um, it, it, Steven, in terms of this fight card in general, everyone has given Dana White a lot of grief. Like Some people are on board, but... Most of the times, you just being on Twitter, you see a lot of negative energy from fans, certain media members, etc. If Dana White and the UFC puts this event, event on, they do it safely, no one gets infected, it goes off without a hitch a little over a month after that Brasilia card, what will this mean for the UFC, for Dana White, heck, for the entire sports world? Like, this will be massive. The thing is, you can't necessarily guarantee that you can do it safely. It's possible that it might happen and there, there might not be any infections as a result of the card. But it's also possible that that might not be true, that there might be people that, you know, pass it to somebody else. It's not necessarily about what these what happens to these fighters. It's about what, what happens to the people that are around these fighters. That's the main concern. And to my knowledge, there's no, there's, there's no way to 100% guarantee the safety of everybody. And that's... You know, you could say that about the combat sports in industry in general. You know, there's there's always a possibility that a death or serious injury could happen, even though one hasn't happened yet. Um, there are steps that they can take uh, that I believe are a minimum uh, to make this as safety uh, safe as possible, which is getting tests for people, making sure everybody's tested beforehand, uh, everybody's temperature is taken. But really, there is no way to completely guarantee it. 
And so if this passes and nothing happens, it will allow, it'll certainly allow them to rewrite the narrative a little bit and, uh, and do future events. But at a time when everybody is basically hitting pause, uh, it also makes them look uh, like not the corporate steward, like the, the best corporate steward of the sporting world. And I, obviously, I don't think they're necessarily concerned about that. I think Dan White has made that pretty clear. There's also a way of painting this as a way to keep people, to, to make people have something to look forward to in these times when everybody's basically shuttered in their homes for, for all this time. It's just an interesting time right now. And I've said this multiple times and fighters have said this as well. Dominic Cruz has said this to me as well. You know, it's not like the UFC hasn't done their due diligence here. Like, it's not like they're like, you know what, forget, forget all these people, forget the negativity. We're just going to go on no matter what. We're going to put these events on no matter what. It's not like that, I don't think. I think Dane has been on the phone and the UFC has been on the phone with with health professionals and, 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 and things, at least to try to, they don't want egg on their face. So they're trying to do everything they can to make this happen. Whether that's the right decision still remains to be seen at this point. Well, that's what he tells us. That's what he tells us. We don't know. I mean, he's basically gone on record saying the less the media knows, the better. So we have to take his word for it. We have to take his word for it that they're doing the right thing. Um, they've certainly done the right thing in the past. They do as much as they possibly can when it comes to protecting the, the health and safety of the fighters. But ultimately, that falls on the commission. That's It's the commission's duty to protect the athlete's health and safety. Uh, and that's why they are regulated. That's why Dana says we're regulated by the government. That's why all the big decisions fall on the commissions. And when you decide to do a show on your own um, in reservation land or any you know a barge off the uh, coast of L.A., um, you are taking the liability. You are taking the responsibility and the liability for ensuring these people's safety. And again, getting back to the previous point, to my knowledge, people can correct me if I'm wrong, there's no way to 100% definitively guarantee people's safety if they do this event. The road to hell is paved with good <laughs> intentions, okay? <laughs> I'm not being dramatic. I, I, I'm saying I'm saying this uh, in, for, for people who are, are you know, on the full on the Dana White should push ahead uh, with the event bandwagon. Look, it, let's say you believe, uh, best case scenario, all these things like, oh, Dana White is doing this for the fighters. He's doing this for the fans. You know, this is a this is something uh, a beacon of hope in the, in these dark times. And you know, to have this event on, uh, even if you believe again, the UFC staff. We we were you know we've met a lot of the UFC staff. It's such a great, hardworking group of people. I'll never take anything away from them. If you, you believe they're taking all the precautions, the fighters, everyone who signs on knows the risks. Um, they're all taking you know the precautions they can. Even if you believe all that. It's it's still a very high risk scenario. I think people have to understand this. Like no one is saying that the UFC uh, and the fighters and the officials aren't trying and doing everything in their power to make this as safe an event as possible. The question is, what does that mean? It's like how safe is as safe as you can get, uh, g given the information we have, given how, how the circumstances around the pandemic keep changing. So again, I I, I like I want to try and look at things uh, as as glass half full as possible, and to give credit to all the people who are who are working hard on this, who are putting all the sleepless nights and making this happen. I, I want to give them credit, but I do want them, and of course, and the fans to know, like it's high risk no matter what. And if you accept that, then that's okay, and that's that's how you want to go forward and, and watch this event. Uh, should it go down as it looks like it's going to, then you know do so. But just be informed of what you're watching and uh, kind of everything around it. That's all. Alex, how full is that glass right now? Like, I know you said half full, but do you feel any better now? Like, I, I know probably heading in, you felt one way. Now that, you know, we're 12 days away from this event, do you feel any better about it? I I, I can't. I, I can't in good conscience. I, I really can't. Um, 
again, we've all talked to fighters, and we've heard you know different some different viewpoints on it. Some some uh, initially didn't take it very seriously. Some uh, even now aren't, and other others were ahead of the game. Others right now are are doing everything they can, uh, and staying on top of all the all the protocols as they come up. But no, I, I really can't. I. I, you know, it's our job in the media. Of course, we're gonna should things happen, we're gonna watch it, we're gonna cover it. But there's definitely a little bit of uh, I don't know. I say guilt. I think guilt is too strong a word. But there's gonna be a concern. There's not gonna be that same level of, uh, you know, there's always trepidation over covering cage fighting just once you get into the business. And now there's this extra layer of of danger of something that's so unsanitary and so scary. It's really gonna be awkward. So we had a little bit of that with Brasilia, and now if 249 goes down on the 18th. It's really gonna. It's really gonna be interesting to see how us and the rest of the media kind of approaches this coverage. Twenty twenty has been an interesting year to say the least, and we're only in April. We just started April, so we still have oh, eight more months to go after this. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, but as of right now, per Dana White on his Instagram, Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson is gonna headline UFC two forty nine somewhere on planet Earth on April 18th for the interim lightweight title. That's what we know right now. There's other reports circulating at this point, but make sure you stay locked in with MMAfighting.com for the latest on UFC 249 and beyond. For Alex, Steven, I am Mike Heck. So long. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.